This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Old houses are great. They're full of history and charm. And sometimes when it comes to home renovations, they're full of frustration. This is Ask This Old House. I'm Chris Ermides. A lot of us are drawn to older homes for their sturdy construction. But older homes were built before a lot of modern conveniences, like efficient heating systems or central air. Eldridge and Lauren live in Washington, D.C. Hi, guys. Hi. Chris. So I hear you've got some exciting news. Yes, we are expecting our first baby, a girl, literally any day now. So, Well, congratulations. And you said any day now, so I promise to make this quick. Yeah. <laughs> so I understand you guys have an amazing row house. Can you tell me about it? Sure. Uh, about three years ago, we bought a small row house in Washington, D.C. Uh, it was built in 1913, and uh, it's a little bit of a fixer-upper, we'd like to say. You know, it was good livable condition, but there were definitely a bunch of things that we knew moving in that we would want to do to fix it up. What was it about this house that you liked? We liked the neighborhood, and uh, we were looking for a house that had rental income potential, you know, and in D.C., you have so many beautiful old homes, so we wanted something that had some of that character. How many uh, How many floors is it? Two floors, uh, plus a basement rental unit. Have you guys done any projects on your house since you've been in? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a we, lot. <laughs> <laughs> we've done a few. I guess when we first moved in, we sort of just repainted the kitchen and replaced the countertops in there uh, with Lauren's father, who is the handiest man (laughs) alive. Yeah, in the kitchen, we put in new countertops, new backsplash. We retiled our bathroom and put in a new vanity. We've repainted. We added a new closet. We added a back deck and converted a window into a door because before we didn't have access to our, our backyard from our unit. So we hired somebody to do that. We awesome. did not go out there. With the <laughs> <to build. laughs> you didn't bust through the brick? <laughs> I wanted to, but uh, I was told it was best left to the professionals. So what are you calling about today? I guess we have been trying to figure out what to do uh, about our heating and cooling issues. I guess the biggest thing is that the house doesn't have any sort of central air conditioning. The only thing that it has are window air conditioning units. The number one thing that we want to do is install some sort of central air conditioning. In addition, our house has old radiators, which is powered by a 40-year-old, at least, boiler, uh, hot water boiler, and uh, then like a large tanked water heater. Given the small size of our house and the amount of space that the boiler and water heater take up together, um, they're both located in our kitchen. We're also thinking about trying to, you know, take the most efficient approach to save some space in our kitchen, and then also get ourselves some central air conditioning. Okay. And and boiler with radiators means you have no duct work, correct? That's correct. Okay. All right. So this is a big start from scratch almost uh, endeavor. Yep. How high are your ceilings? 
Uh, I think nine feet. Yeah. On both floors, which is nice. Where are you in the row? Are you at one end or the other, or are you in the middle? No, we're in the middle. So you need a unit that is going to be fairly compact, where you can fit somewhere in your existing living space in a closet, or you have no attic, no basement, really, to put it in, right? There's a small attic that's got Mm -hmm. four foot by four foot space where you can actually... I, I can't even say walk, um, store, store some extra stuff. Um, and then other than that, it's just all insulation. And are you looking to replace your heating unit and install AC? Or do you want to leave your heating unit that you have now and just install air conditioning? I think we're open to different possibilities. We certainly want to replace the the boiler unit regardless because it's so old and so big. And we had uh, some issues with it last year there was like a small leak. So we definitely want to replace the boiler and we're, we're open to either keeping the radiators or going with some sort of combination heating air conditioning unit. Okay. Are the, the radiators, are they old cast iron radiators? Yes, they work very well. I mean, the house gets really hot, but they're not particularly attractive. In a house this small, the amount of space that they do take up is uh, some pretty valuable real estate. Sure. I can understand that for sure. So um, speaking of size, how big is the townhouse? Our upstairs unit is 960 square feet, two bedrooms, one bath. That's split over two floors? Yeah. Correct. Well, it sounds like you found a great house to welcome the new baby home to, and we've got the perfect person to help you out. Ross Trithui is our home technology expert. He'll know just what to do. Thanks, Thanks. Chris. Thanks so much, and best of luck with the new edition. Up next, it's Ross Trithui to the rescue. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When we've got questions about bringing systems up to modern times, Ross Trithui is our guy. Let's give him a call. Hey, Ross, it's Chris. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Good, how are you? Doing great. I'm excited about this. I love this, this question and this, this whole scenario. So Lauren and Eldridge live in D.C. and they have a new baby arriving any day and they want to update their heating and cooling systems. It's an older row house built in 1913, so there's no central air. Okay. They have an ancient boiler, a big water heater, and cast iron radiators. Now, they'd love to install air conditioning and mm-hmm. because space is an issue... They're also curious about ditching the boiler and water heater for something more efficient. The place is about 900 square feet, and they're on the second and third floors. 
There's no basement access, and there is a tiny attic, like four feet by four feet. Okay. What do you got? So <laughs> the, is the goal, well, the first question would be, is the goal just heating and hot water or is it is air conditioning part of the solution? Air conditioning is definitely part of the solution. Okay. Okay. And then that leads to my next question, which if we're solving for air conditioning, we got to solve, you know, for either a, you know, condenser or a heat pump or something, which means typically it's air sourced, which means it's outside. So I know in typical row houses, yeah, it can be challenging to fit because, you know, obviously you got neighbors on the left and neighbors on the right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's usually don't have a lot of outdoor space to put an air conditioning unit, right? You know, the condensers, the typical three, yeah. foot, three foot by three foot by three foot yeah. box. Yep. Yeah, that makes some noise. It has a fan and a compressor in it. So I would want to figure out, can we fit one of those? Can we do one of those? Can they put the condenser on the roof? It could, depending on local jurisdictions. So sometimes they're in historical commission or there's other kind of municipalities that will mandate where you can and cannot place, you know, condensers. We deal with this a lot in Boston, in Beacon Hill and Back Bay, for example. But um, if they could put it on the roof, absolutely. That would be a great spot for it. And if they can't do a condenser on the roof, what's their next option? And then let's say, you know, obviously the front isn't an option and I don't know what their backyard situation is, but if all of those are locked in, what do you do? You can, you know, I'm assuming the building's brick, but maybe it's not. But if you've got some type of, you know, structure and you've got space to put a unit, you could hang it like with a bracket system, like a wall bracket off the back of the building. Oh. And you could mount it secure to the structure. And you want to have some vibration isolation, you know, rubber grommets so that the unit doesn't vibrate too much of the wall assembly. But um, if that's done and thought through correctly and you got proper clearances and you can run electrical to it and refrigeration lines from it, that would be a great solution. And we've done that on a lot of different projects where the rear of the building is the only place you can put it. Cool. So you end up hanging the condenser off the back of the building. Yeah, they're hanging off the wall. And what we end up doing typically in those solutions is we go with one of those VRF solutions or one of the ones that I consider more like a suitcase, like it's thinner and it's tighter to the building. Some of the Asian manufacturers, the Mitsubishis, you know, the LGs of the world, those manufacturers that make those that are really, really thin profile and those Mm -hmm. can be mounted. So you're really only taking up maybe 12 to 15 inches Oh, wow. um, off of the wall, as opposed to a three foot by three foot by three foot, you know, typical condenser unit from one of the unitary manufacturers that can be, you know, a little bit more of an eyesore and a little bit more of a structural problem to make sure that's hung properly. And VRF that you just mentioned, that is the style of those thinner, lower profile units? Yeah, that's usually how they're just generalized as and VRF is variable refrigerant flow. It just means that it's a variable speed unit. So the compressor is variable speed and the fan is variable speed. And what's nice about those units is that they come with a better efficiency from an electrical standpoint. They do heating and cooling and you can have multiple indoor units, both ducted or non-ducted. All right. So it sounds like we have a good option mm-hmm. for getting the cool air from the outside, but right. how do they move air around the house? Yeah. So they would have to look at either a ducted approach or a non-ducted approach for air conditioning. And so that's going to come down to, you know, um, you said there's a small attic space. So maybe there's enough space in there to put a horizontal air handler, right? Take the air handler, turn it outside. A lot of times what we'll do is we'll have an air handler for the second floor in the attic and we'll do, you know, wall mounts or a non-ducted system on the first floor. If your first floor is really low ceiling heights, not a lot of structure to run ductwork or just, you know, you've got beams or things in the way, 
then you can't run ductwork. Then you really have to look at a surface mounted or what's typically called a wall mount mini split system. Those are, you know, typically the white box that's mounted on the wall, you know, six or seven feet above the floor level. And those provide localized heating and cooling and they don't require any ductwork, which is great. So there is an aesthetic trade-off there because you're looking at a white box on the wall, you know, and that's typically how those row houses or those types of buildings are done on a first floor that's sandwiched between units. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. So they essentially need one of those in every room. Every room that wants to have localized heating and cooling. Correct. Yep. Got it. Right. So you typically think of the bedrooms, kitchen, you know, maybe a, you know, living room or something like that. With respect to running the ductwork, you know, someone has a brownstone like this and they put an air handler in the attic and they want to get ducts down to the first floor like how do you do that yeah so it's it depends on the project and it can be really challenging to do that you know what you're looking for is kind of any kind of chase space that might be existing Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes there's an abandoned fireplace it's no longer used and you can use the flue to get down sometimes there's laundry chutes linen you know linen chutes sometimes there's other types of options for getting things down and sometimes there's not and you just have to you know find the back of a closet box it in and you mm-hmm. run your duck down the back of the closet and that person just lives with the fact that they have a smaller closet like anything there's compromises and that's one of them and are they using these smaller ducks that i've seen where it's just a little it looks almost like a vacuum yeah central air central vac- yeah small duct high velocity yep um so we've done that too so if you really don't have any space and you want to run multiple you know attenuator tubes they're called that are three inch or four inch in outer diameter, you can then snake them down really anywhere. And you could run them, you could fatten out a wall in a building, for example, right? You can make, instead of a two by four wall, you make it a two by six or two by eight wall and carve out some space to run multiple tubes down. So yeah, that's another option for sure. Okay, now let's tackle the boiler and the water heater. They're both pretty big and old Mm -hmm. and they're taking up a lot of space in the kitchen. Yep. So what are their options there? They're going to get so much more space back if they were to take out the old boiler, take out the old water heater, and put in a combination boiler hot water system. So it's a combi boiler is the term, okay. the technical term that they use. And that's literally like a, a small little suitcase that's two feet by two feet by, you know, 16 inches kind of thing. It's wall mounted. You get basically hot water for your, for your showers and you get space heating water you get both you get you kill two birds with one stone and you really get endless amount of domestic hot water as long as you don't have too much demand so like most of those combi boilers can give you one or maybe even two showers continuously like literally forever if you run four showers on it you're going to run out of hot water very quickly but because there's no storage tank right so you're not giving up a lot of floor space so that's that's what i would recommend i think for them so is it is it essentially, does it look like a tankless water heater? It looks just like a tankless water heater. You see them all the time. The only difference is that you now have two circuits that come in and out of it. One is space heat. One is domestic hot water. Now, there's a couple of technical differences, right? Like where you could say that when you have a domestic hot water call, like for shower water, you're not going to be heating your building. But the showers for most people in domestic hot water usage is very, very small, right? It's right. 10 minutes, you know, for a typical shower, maybe, you know, less, maybe more. But to leave your heating system for, for 10 minutes to come back to it 10 minutes later, you're not going to notice any difference in temperature or anything like that in your building. I'm going to go out on a limb on my level of expertise and throw out there that because they have cast iron radiators, that it's even going to be less of an issue because they hold their heat for so long. Absolutely. 
Nailed it. Yes. Yeah. So cast iron radiators have amazing what's called thermal mass, mm-hmm. right? Thermal mass, meaning you heat them up. You know, you you can kill the circulator pump. You can kill the heat to it. It's going to keep continue to radiate heat to the room. That's why cast iron radiators are amazing for comfort. That combi boiler will thrive in that type of distribution system, right? You know, we did it in my house. Took out the old clicker, put in a combi boiler that does all of our domestic hot water with no tank, gave us all the space savings of the world, and we can connect it back up to the old cast iron radiators. It's a flawless system when you do it that way. Oh my gosh, Ross. A lot of options. <laughs> it is, no, like but always. it is awesome. I, it's like my head is blowing up right now. That that The combi <laughs> boiler in their situation, and the, I mean, it just sounds... Slam dunk. They're going to carve so much more space back. They could probably change their kitchen layout if they wanted to. All right. Thanks so much, Ross. I bet Lauren and Eldridge will have their home feeling comfortable for the new baby. No, that's great. I'm glad to, I'm glad to help them and uh, good luck with the new baby. Got a long overdue project at your house? Submit your project at askthisoldhouse.com. Ask This Old House is produced by Catherine Finalosa at Rococo Punch. Production support from Sarah Chase. Thanks to Eldritch and Lauren Nichols and Ross Trithui. If you want to let us know what you think of the show, send us an email, ask at thisoldhouse.com. And subscribe to our podcast newsletter at thisoldhouse.com slash newsletters. Don't forget to watch our Ask This Old House TV show on PBS and in the This Old House app. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and YouTube. I'm Chris Ermides. See you next week.